some really big news. Hold on. I'm going to, before we get into our normal, yeah. our normal pleasantries, we're going to talk about the Thursday night football recap. We're going to preview all the games on Sunday, but some big events happened over the course of the week. Mike Clay, as you know, is, Oh, I have an idea. Blocked by a number of oh. football players in the NFL. Oh my and God. there yes. was some additional news within like the NFL circles around social media that yeah. happened this week with your social media, Mike. There was. And I was on Instagram. <laughs> this was actually a few days ago. I, I forgot to bring this up yesterday. Okay. It was actually on December 20th. And I got an Instagram notification. Okay. So I opened it up and I got a new follower. And it was someone named Stefania Bell. <laughs> what? what? Yeah. You I mean, just started following Mike on Instagram, Stefania? Stefania Bell, you know her, follows me on Instagram now. So it's a big moment for me. I just thought I'd share that. And, oh my uh, gosh. I'm I thought you were going to say Derek Carr unblocked you. I know. No. I, I, know. I was like, wait, no. he, got, he well, left the Raiders. He went no. and looked at his social media. Now he's going, now he's like a Mike Clay fan yeah. because, you know, maybe. No. No, I have a different new fan. Finally, just <laughs> finally just respected by his co host is what yeah, it finally. is. Finally followed. Stefania, so I just want to say I'm honored. Thank you. What brought it on? Was there a specific picture or <laughs> post that I made you say Stefania here? Because I think I can defend Stefania. Oh, okay. All right. Gonna, all right. Go, go ahead, Phil. Go ahead, Phil. Because I can't possibly. Stefania can do no wrong in any of our eyes. Let's start there. Mike, I would say, is more on the low volume side on the Instagram. This is true. Right? Like, I would say, I don't recall the last time you posted a story on Instagram, and I don't know that you ago, post. But, okay. but so, okay, well, I'm still sorry. waiting for Field to follow me. Like, I got <laughs> Stefania. I've been following I'm, you we'll for there. longer than you've been following me. But I have a way to make this right. Is that everybody can go on Instagram right now. That's right. And go find Mike. He's Matthew Barry TMR. And <laughs> That's what it is. That's it. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Mike Clay NFL on Instagram. And you can follow him there, right? And that would make you feel better. If you got like a couple hundred extra followers, sure. you would you would no longer be disappointed in Stefania for abstaining from hold, from following <laughs> well, you. Well, like, for, like I, I mean, I don't post on there much, so that's like one of my most recent notifications still from like December twentieth. Uh, so, so if more people follow me, that'll be kind of blocked out of the feed. I won't see it every day and okay. just stare that in the eye. So that would NFL. That would what would you say is your greatest contribution to Instagram? Uh, I would. Well, it's definitely my my daughter's video that went uh, viral. Oh yeah. Wait, That's the like, best part is that yeah. Mike Clay has been on TikTok once. He has yeah, one TikTok video has an a million a million likes. Yeah, it's been on like TV everywhere. Uh, it's gonna be on ridiculousness like yeah, in the spring. Really yeah, yeah, it's, it's like it just blew up. So that's it. That has nothing to do with me. Like I'm not even like verified on there. I don't post like all. It was a running thing, right? She right. was running, and like all of my yeah. followers on there now are just like runners. Like, yeah. like if I post anything with football, my follower account will just just go down. <laughs> I will like, say this over. though. Um, I have to, and with all due respect to Mike and Daniel. Oh, no. Stefania is like a million times better Instagram than the rest of us. Oh, Come gosh. On. Of course. So, my, of course. My Instagram That's why I'm so is not, stop it. First of all, it's usually, this is how you do it, right? You see something that you like or something, you see that somebody you know posted and, you're, and then you, it says follow and yeah. you're like, oh, I wasn't following them? Okay. Because it wasn't like a deliberate choice. Oh, do we understand course. this? Yes, that's that's I definitely understand that. You yeah. know, I think it's a sign to you that you got to put out, you got to up the content game, right. put you out more content, put out more stories. Like, maybe they're cool videos. Yeah. Is what Puppies, I'm well, yeah. yes. kids. 
Yeah. That's the algorithm. Yeah. All you got to do, wine, yeah. puppies, and kids. Yeah. Definitely wine, followers. and you know I'd be okay. following Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Right, that's yeah. true. I just I have to do like the hashtag wine at the bottom. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. So you follow the tags. Okay. Anything. Put a right, wine glass in no, your you video. Do, just do okay. a little, little real Easter with eggs. you. Yeah, exactly. For, for, for Mike, you know, like at the end of it, just put like hashtag Nick Posa, Nick Bosa, D-P-O-Y. That's like, you know, do yeah. stuff like that. 49ers. Yeah. Yeah, just 40. Yeah, yeah. okay. Just All right, pander. noted. Yeah. All right, I'm going to do that. I'm waiting for you to take a screenshot of it just to be like finally followed by Instagram royalty and then like put it up and that I actually would it. be your most, blo- oh, did, did yeah. you take a screenshot I, I have of a it? screenshot. It's ready. I just wanted to save it for the show. So maybe oh, I'll share that later. Oh, yes. I mean, apparently it meant so much it. to you that happened on December 20th and we're talking about it's that. Talking about it <laughs> I was all excited, but Spiny, of course, you were not here last week, so. That's right. Of course. Yeah, that's so right. I, I held on to it. It's been bothering me ever since. Obviously, I've been up at night. <laughs> I'm glad you uh, finally upset. got this off your Wait, chest. Yeah. So I feel better. Football. I think we have to do this. It's a safe space, so we can talk about this openly. Is there somebody that like you do follow or have been following for a while on Instagram or Twitter that you consider like a friend or a colleague who hasn't followed you back, and you're just like, it's like awkward, like. I, I don't like. I don't know why. I don't like, know if why I know. Is, you know what I mean. I don't know that you totally. Know that's totally fair. That, oh yeah, there's definitely some. But if there's, right? is there somebody that you are aware of that you're like, dude, I've been like, mm. I have been following like Gary Streisky on Instagram for three years, and Gary won't follow me back. That's funny. Like, it's Kittle? ridiculous, George. Yeah. But I feel like you know, like <laughs> maybe a little bit out of the boundary of what I was thinking. Oh, you know, is there like a question? Me, though. You know, I mean, like I mean, everybody I'm follows you back except for Mike Clay, right? Yeah, or except I guess you weren't following him back. Yeah, I unfollowed now. Yeah, I can follow. Play okay. hard to get. So now I gotta go. <laughs> wow. All right. Gotta earn it. Stop. Producers are like, guys, uh, shut guys, up. Time please. Okay. Please. Uh, Fine, let's do it then. Uh, Chad, right. Chad Pennington, by the way. That's my answer. That's but the one. He's not like an ESPN colleague. Like. Oh, oh, call. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. About that. Well, it's still, it's just a funny then. <laughs> oh, she, yeah. By the way, she, she doesn't follow me on Twitter. Like, let's out. It's like, only it's on Instagram. 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 Well, yeah, I yeah. do follow you on Twitter and shame on you. Yeah. I know. All right, let's dive into this anyway. Thursday night football game really quickly. We don't need to spend a it's ton of time on this. It's almost as good as our last conversation. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> Dak Prescott. Nothing new. Let's move on. Yeah, it's, it was not great for me from a passing game perspective from Dak Prescott. 282 passing yards, two touchdowns, nah. 14.3 fantasy points. Nah. It's just so tough. Like it's a 14.3 fantasy point effort from Dak Prescott. Mm -hmm. It is at least, it really was a 16.8 performance from Dak Prescott because he throws, and I went back and did the math last night, a 17 yard pass to Peyton Hendershot, their rookie tight end. It could not be more in the numbers, Uh, on the numbers, if if Dak Prescott handed him the football off and Peyton Hendershot just just flubbed it and it gets picked off. into, I mean, he literally bobbled it into it was literally it was like hey kevin byard like a late christmas present yeah. here's an interception for and he you was like, so oh, hello yeah, yeah so think about that the impact of that play is obviously two points taken away from dak plus the 17 yardage for fan of you know, that's what another half or so half or so of a point that dak does not get yep obviously the drive would have continued which more upside there so i do feel like 14.3 points not nearly what you're hoping for if you started dak last night but i'm not putting this all on dak he also had a fumbled center fumbled quarterback center. exchange mm-hmm. in which the guy who recovered it was the no tackle whose hands were over the line of scrimmage like they showed a shot of it it was yeah. like when the ball was snapped it was tier tart who's just an absolute legend guy did a great barrel roll last night but like clearly offsides like the easiest call in sports and they missed it but still like three of the turnovers for dak last night one of them was bad bad right. interception to mm-hmm. kevin byard later in the game but uh, this night could have been put it this way 
If you check the box score at halftime, you were miserable. 0.7 fantasy points for Dak. You will take 14.3 fantasy points from Dak, given how the first half unfolded. Yeah, this was really a tale of the, the two pass catchers here. We can talk about the running backs too, but it was CeeDee Lamb and Dalton Schultz that came they were on. Awesome. They were yeah. fantastic. Mm-hmm. 11 for 14. 11 catches on 14 targets for 100 yards for CeeDee Lamb. 21 fantasy points. And Dalton Schultz, 7 catches for 56 yards and 2 excuse me, two touchdowns, 24.6 fantasy points. It was frustrating for me because I know we talked about Tony Pollard not being in this game. I thought there was going to be more ground game usage. I didn't expect this much from Dalton Schultz or CeeDee Lamb. I thought Zeke was going to be more involved. And Zeke actually was involved from a volume yeah. perspective. Yeah. He just wasn't very efficient. It's just they yeah, shouldn't have been running the ball as much as they did last year. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. It wasn't working at all, but this was it. This was so far out of our, our all of our control. The Titans had their fourth preseason game guys out there. I guess right. the whatever, second preseason game because we only have three now going forward. And the Cowboys kind of threaded the needle, right? Had enough guys out there to win. But like Deke, Zeke was in a timeshare with Malik Davis last mm-hmm. night who played basically as much as Zeke did, had basically the same amount of volume, was actually more effective than Zeke on a per carry basis, had the one big run last night. So Dallas showed that like, while they wanted to win last night, they were not going to go full throttle. And if running the football a ton was what they wanted to do, they were going to do it, even if it was clear that if Dak Prescott wanted to throw for 425 last night, he probably could have. Yeah. 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 I, there's just not much here. I mean, there's it, nothing yeah. to say on the Titans side. No, the no yeah, there is. What? Oh, I yeah. absolutely the smashed your board the, bet. No, 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 oh, no. Stop the it. only winner of the board bet was me. What? Because yeah, Stefani wins the board all bet. of you. We're talking about somebody not named Malik Willis. Josh Dobbs. No, Josh Dobbs. Talking about Malik Willis. Yeah, so yeah. wait, hold on. How many passing yards did he have last night? Dude. Under a hundred. Uh, okay, thank you. Just for the record. Yeah. Yeah, but come yeah, but on. Still, like, we didn't know. Like we had you, no idea he was going to start. Apparently, to, yeah. Mike Rabel said they knew all week, oh. so they were being. I secretive. can't believe I'm the one defending Field here after no, Field. Thank you, Daniel. No, but you were supposed to be. If it was even a hundred, you were under a hundred. Nope. Yeah, under a hundred. And you were. I was I was over. One you of us was exactly over. 100. Yeah. So yeah. all of you Two of us were definitely your, wrong. You were all hitched to Malik Davis, the only Malik, one. A lot of lessons. Malik Willis. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of lessons yeah. though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Josh Dobbs, I know nothing to say for the Titans. Completely agree with Mike, but my hat goes off to you Josh Dobbs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thought you were very admirable last night. Of course, yeah. Given the circumstances and just impressed. Uh, a player yep. whose character has Always been a shining light in the league. Um, I was glad to see him get a start last night, it's and like glad to see, to see his him perform. Parents there, it was great. Oh, yeah, it was yeah, great. great. I had to pay three hundred twenty like bucks to pay for his uh, car to get out of the airport <laughs> in Detroit. Drove it down. I mean, cool story. I know yep. they lost, and I'm not so confident in them winning next week against Jacksonville. But a cool story, and uh, happy for Josh Dobbs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. and he'll probably start next week too. So we'll be talking I, I about be him next stunned week. Stunned if he has the Yeah, and it, it adds some life to you know. Uh, Burks and helped, yeah. Robert Woods and because they threw it a lot. Yeah. They were yeah. not throwing at all with Malik Willis. That's a big change. They're going to need that next week to keep up with Trevor Lawrence. All right. Let's move it ahead and preview what is left Hey-o. of our week 17 right. games. Oh boy. Next matchup we have, in case you did not hear all the other matchups, go back and listen to the Thursday podcast. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking Browns at Commanders. Lineup locks for this game include Nick Chubb and David Njoku. Stefania, I want to get the latest updates that we have on mm. Antonio Gibson leading to this game. Not practicing. That's not great. No, you know what was great? <laughs> what was great, though, was at the beginning of the week, Ron Rivera said he had a sprain, and they were like, a sprain what? He was yeah. like, a sprain. 
Yeah, it's just, I just know. a spring. It was so like ridiculous. Hockey coaches around the country were like, that's awesome. You know, hockey, they say upper or lower yeah. body. Yeah, Rivera yeah. just goes sprain. I know. I have it's, a sprain right now. I know, but it's, it's kind of rude because we're going to find out anyway because yeah. the injury report comes out. So it lists his knee and his foot. Yeah. So uh, maybe if we want to get Rivera off the hook, maybe he just, you know, there was too much for There's him to go into. It's just too much. much. Detail. Yeah. So um, whatever it is, it doesn't look great. He wasn't running that well, but a little bit banged up going into last week too. I just... I don't feel great about Antonio Gibson for the weekend. Okay. Let's start mm-hmm. with the Browns really quickly. Then we'll come back to the commanders. What is it that we're supposed to do with Amari Cooper, who has been wide receiver 43 yeah. in fantasy points since Deshaun Watson took over. And now we are in a winner go home spot. Mike, how are you approaching Amari given what's happened since Deshaun came yeah, back? The top receiver for the offense. It's dead last in points since yeah. Deshaun Watson took over. I know they had a bad weather game last, uh, last week. It hasn't been great in that department, but he also hasn't played well, right? His efficiency has been horrific. They have yep. two touchdowns uh, during the stretch. So it's been rough. 9.3 fantasy points per game, no touchdowns. If you want a positive here, 7.8 targets per game during the four games. Hey, that's 10 good. last week. That's his most since Watson took over. Washington has been pretty good against receivers, so that's factored in a little bit in why uh, we're a little bit lower, but still 24. I mean, he's a, a in 12-teamers, a, a wide receiver, a borderline wide receiver, too, still. He's still a heavily targeted, highly talented player, and we expect that offense just to get better and better uh, moving forward. So... I still think you start him, Daniel, but uh, I know it doesn't feel great right now. It doesn't feel great. It doesn't feel great, but you're saying eight, almost eight targets per game within this offense, and you expect sooner or later that regression to hit, knowing how good he is and what you expect this uh, this passing game to be able to be. It's a really tricky one, as Mike just laid out, but if you think that between the better combination of weather and circumstances, that could certainly help. Deshaun's only had one game out of four with more than 31 passing attempts. That was the game against Cincinnati when Cooper was quiet, but he still had six targets. It's like the volume's there enough, and I I don't believe there's going to be a big breakout game from Deshaun Watson in these final two, but I think there's a serviceable enough game this Sunday that I still have Cooper right around top 25 wide receiver territory. I'm with you. All right, let's talk about the commander's backfield because I think given what's going on with Antonio Gibson, Brian Robinson's value could smash week. Jump immensely here. was just right. I love this. Yeah, I mean, especially if Gibson's out, it should be – the Brian Robinson show. He should yeah. be heavily yeah. involved here. He had 22 carries last week, 20 or more touches in three of his last four. But look, 22 last week against the Niners. I mean, even when they knew there's no chance we could run, the efficiency was awful, as we expected. They still committed to running the football. And now you're playing Cleveland. They've allowed the fourth most yards, the third most fantasy points, and the second most touchdowns with 18 to running backs so far this season. I know he's not involved in the passing game. That scares you a little bit. But in this matchup, for a guy that could see 25 touches. What is king, Mike? What is king? Volume. Volume. You know, I learned that. Following you on Instagram. Hey! Oh, that's true. I mean, it's a really good follow, just for the record. I would say you learned that on Twitter, probably, not Instagram, because you just started following me last week. So that's not. And you don't have a lot of volume. Doesn't mean I don't. It doesn't mean I don't swear. I was going to say, Mike, feed. you got to practice what you preach, man. Yeah, exactly. Volume is king. If you want to get more king. followers, yeah, like I mean, Sonia. Right, right, I'll work on it this offseason. You know, I was trying to get that. You didn't pick up what I was putting down. Okay. Nope, I did it. I'll is, work on uh, it. I'm gonna I'm gonna work on it. Is volume still gonna be king with Terry McLaurin here this week, knowing that he's gonna have Carson Wentz under center? Yeah, so I'm of two mm. minds here. Like I think enough that you're still I think a reasonably confident individual if you have Terry McLaurin in your lineup. I think the part that's a bit concerning is just that as we know, Jahan Dotson has been so much more yes. involved with Carson Wentz yep. under center than he was when Taylor Heineke was under center. I should note that, of course, Dotson was hurt for a stretch of Heineke's tenure. I should also note that, like, 
Jahan Dotson hasn't had like super dominant volume over the past few weeks, but enough to take away from Terry McLaurin. So he's wide receiver 26 on my board. Looks like I'm higher than you guys by just a little bit. Um, but you would think that if there was one player who was a big play threat on the Washington offense this season, it would probably be Terry McLaurin. It turns out it's Jahan Dotson, which could very well be a byproduct of the way the teams are defending Terry McLaurin. They're yeah. saying if somebody's going to beat us, it ain't going to be number 17, which has left number one wide open on several occasions. I think it's interesting the gap, though, we have here. We have should uh, be narrower, you're saying. Yeah, we have mm-hmm. McLaurin 26, 28 in that range. We have Dotson 40th to 41st. I mean, that's really yeah. close, about 13 spots. Uh, that's it's incredible what Dotson has done in recent weeks. Uh, he had, by the way, four touchdowns in his first four games. All of that was with Carson Wentz, and then Field just talked to you about that lot, big gap. Uh, but now a touchdown on three straight and 24 targets during that stretch. So yeah. the volume has actually been pretty good, even the last couple the last time uh, Heineke was in there, right, for a little bit for two of those starts. So, yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm worried about McLaren's volume going down. That's why he's much lower than where he's been in the past. Instead of t- border, top 12, top 15, we're talking late, you know, end of the 20s. Yeah. I will say this. Uh, I feel like the show in recent years probably gravitated more towards, like, chasing numbers, like target share and yeah. targets and, uh, you know, running back opportunities. But sometimes these notable stat streaks are fun to pass along. And Jahan Dotson has a streak of three straight games mm-hmm. with 50-plus receiving yards and a touchdown catch. That's tied for the longest such streak in the NFL this season. So uh, it sort of it just underscores. He's a big play threat, right? It's an, It was an interesting draft pick. I like the player a lot, only because you would have thought they felt pretty good about their wide receiver group. Yeah. But imagine if the quarterback play gets elevated next year. Oh, man. Somehow, some way, which that's a whole conversation for, like, March. This offense could be really fun with those three yep. guys. Mm-hmm. I think, wide receiver. Yeah, I think teams are realizing how important the wide receiver position is. We've seen it with the trades and the extensions this yeah, offseason. Totally. Yeah. And we've seen teams prioritize that don't have a need at receiver prioritizing that position, right? I mean, this is probably a stretch, but even like the Jets had Corey Davis and Elijah Moore and Braxton Berrios came on last year. They take yeah. a, a, first round round pick, round, a first round pick. Yeah. Cincinnati, Jamar Chase. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that to me is the most obvious yeah. one, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, Higgins you top Boyd. five pick when there's a mm-hmm. left tackle and mm-hmm. Panay Sewell sitting there waiting for you. And guess and, what? No regrets. For either team, like yeah. so far. Oh, it's worked out beautifully for all. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yep, totally has. The Lions are pretty happy with Penny Sewell. I just want to say that. Yeah. Red think, zone threat. We'd be pretty happy with Jamar Chase, too, I think, as well. But you know. As long as you don't miss on that early first, I think you're good. Yeah. That's right. They did not. All right, let's move ahead. Talk Jags at Texans. Lineup blocks for this one include T-Law, Travis Etienne, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram. I've only listed Jaguars so far. All right. <laughs> well, we're going to... Uh, we're going to get to the Texans. Uh, you can find out all the Texans lineup blocks by checking out Mike Clay NFL on Instagram. <laughs> That's right. So That's they're right. all available there. You'll yeah. notice there's no posts. Stefania, <laughs> quick update on we've been having a lot of Texans injury reports for wide receivers the last couple of weeks. Who do we have in and or out this week? No, it's just, uh, I think the only news is if people missed it that Nico Collins got added to injured reserve. Mm-hmm. He's been out since week 14 in this. Um, you know, he was starting to come along a little he bit. Was. I mean, Brandon Cooks was was down, but now Brandon Cooks will play out the rest of the year. Nico Collins will not. Brandon Cooks, Chris Who Moore. Who existed last yeah. week? Brandon Cooks did. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he did. did. Scored a touchdown. Nine targets. Yeah. 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 I was like so proud of him. Back to <laughs> trusting him territory yet uh, with no. those nine no. targets? Not, 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 not That's for your no fantasy for me, okay. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that probably was the best game of his season. Yeah. Um, I just, just to find his point, with the championship on the line, I've got him as wide receiver 37. Uh, it's just been such an inconsistent season, to put it kindly, for Brandon Cooks. He last had 14 fantasy points in week four. That, that was, was a long time ago. I, I, a long I'm time actually surprised. 
It is week 17. <laughs> week how, are, how are we looking at, and I know you and I talked about this uh, earlier this week, but how are you looking at the pass catchers here, understanding that yeah. so many teams run well against the Texans, but now you've got Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, yeah. a lot of these wide receivers that, you know, we have them ranked fairly high, but the Texans don't give up a ton of fantasy points yeah, to wide receivers. My, my answer is I love Travis Etienne this week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, right. uh, it, I'm, I'm nervous about the receivers. I think with the volume and the production you've seen of, from Christian Kirk and Zay Jones, mm-hmm. it's kind of... It's it's hard to bench them. It really is. Tough to go away from. So I mean, Zay Jones, even with that week sixteen dud from Zay Jones. Yeah. uh, Well, we expected in that matchup, right? And and with that with the weather against the Jets, I mean, it wasn't a shocker. But still, seven plus targets at five straight, ten point two per game during the stretch. He had that three touchdown game. The concern, though, is, and again, I think a lot of people think Houston and think, you know, easy matchup. But second fewest targets, fewest catches, fewest touchdowns, five touchdowns to receivers this season, five touchdowns. No one's hit 20 points against them since week four at the wide receiver position. They're just so good against that spot because teams don't have they to don't. throw against them. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it makes me nervous. Only thing that I'll add here, and I don't know what this exactly means for fantasy purposes, is we saw the Titans last night essentially wave the white flag before the game began. The Jaguars are in the same spot, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they Nothing is clinched by winning against Houston on Sunday. It would only be able to clinch the, NFC, the AFC South if they win the following Sunday mm-hmm. against the Titans which I expect to be flexed into prime time. So does that impact the way that they play these skill guys? I am operating as if they are going to play their guys. I just think it's different when you're a young team that hasn't earned or proven anything as of yet. The Titans have like a, you know, back to back to back playoff berths, like is a veteran team with like aging players as it were. So I expect the Jaguars to play a bunch, uh, play their guys as usual on Sunday, but maybe just like flag it. Like if in, if there's a pregame report somewhere on Sunday morning, like just monitor that. This isn't a for their playoff chances. They don't need to win they each don't need of the to next win, two. But, but I they also, just need to beat the Titans. I think next to week. Fields' point, they're going to go through all the all these guys are going to play. The only thing you think is maybe if they were to get a big, they'd go up. But the Texans have hung around in games. Texans like have the hang Texans, around. Texans hang yeah. around. So I actually don't see that scenario, and I don't think they're going to pull them if they were up even by a comfortable margin. I don't think they're going to risk losing, even though it's not necessary for playoff standpoint, it's sort of necessary for this team's mentality yeah. standpoint, I think, going into still. next week. Yeah. Yeah. And for the record, Doug Peterson did say, no, not rest. Every game counts. I'm not resting anyone. We've yeah. kind of heard that coach speak before, but it sounded genuine. I don't think, yeah. especially this yeah. week, I don't think uh, they're going to rest anybody. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's move ahead and we'll talk 49ers at Raiders next. <laughs> Lineup blocks for this one include CMC, George Kittle, <laughs> Debo Samuel, <laughs> Josh Jacobs and Devonte Adams. Yeah, we Stephania. couldn't fit Jerison onto the bottom yeah. of the screen. Oh, wow, <laughs> he's not Stop it. <laughs> I do want to ask you, Stefania, about Debo Samuel. What are the expectations for him this yeah, week? Yeah, I, I think this is interesting. I see him as a lineup block there. I'm not really sure he plays. Debo Samuel came back to practice, yeah. and that was just yesterday. It was the first time he's practiced since he was out um, injured week 14 against Tampa Bay. And remember, he too has two body parts that yes. were injured: the ankle and the knee, and. Kyle Shanahan uh, had a really lengthy uh, answer, as he does, which I think one of the things he's good about is he will go into his rationale on some things. And he went into the rationale talking about um, how they're dealing with players who have been hurt recently and trying to get them healthy, protecting players for the playoffs, because obviously we know what their goal is. Mm -hmm. And so his thing is we want the guys who need to get healthy to get as healthy as they can. Guys who are currently healthy, obviously they don't want to have undue risk, but he also thinks 
it's a problem if you don't play for three weeks and then you're trying to play your best football when it really matters. I am also a big advocate of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think when you look at that, that means guys like Elijah Mitchell, who could be coming back soon from my, they're going to be patient and wait with him. Debo Samuel coming off an of injury. Who's more important in the playoffs? We saw it last year. Debo Samuel alongside Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey limited in practice dealing with a knee issue that he's been dealing with for a few weeks, but you haven't seen it turn up on the field. So I think they're going to be running the same uh, starting lineup that we've seen. I don't think it's Debo this week. Yeah, I think uh, Kyle is giving Christian McCaffrey some rest so they right. can carry our fantasy teams in championships. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. Very important. That's what good it matchup is. too, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a good matchup for Christian McCaffrey every week, but I, it's it's a tremendous this, oh, yeah. this, this is like the, and this match and also Brock Purdy is fully healthy now which is good to see because he's mm-hmm. been dealing with the oblique and the rib injury so he's coming along um, but even players like Nick Bosa who's candidate for DPOI and I think has leader probably yeah yeah probably earned that but do they give him a chance because with with the sack record potentially you know do they allow him to play enough to get that like I think they will play these guys but if they were to get to a really good lead on the Raiders maybe you'd see some of them come out but they would have already done what you needed for your fantasy team mm-hmm. so let me then ask this question given all of that context if we don't think Debo Samuel is going to play how will that impact the way that we look at Brandon Ayuk? Because he has had such an, an average ceiling the last yeah. four weeks. I mean, he had a couple spike games there earlier, but that was when I mean that was when Debo was playing, right? It, it's yeah. been super random. He's been he's kind of falling into that boom bust category we talk about, where you just put him in and hope he scores two touchdowns because the volume is not going to be great and you just don't know what you're going to get. So uh, over nine and a half fantasy points but under 14, four of his last five, right? So he's actually fallen into this area. I guess I, I said boom bust, but lately he's just been say, mediocre, he's just like, right? He's yeah. just, it's, very, it just yeah. the what boom has not been there lately is probably the best way to yeah, put it. Yeah, what would you call it in between a boom and bust? Uh, mediocre, I don't yeah, know. Uh, I would call oh, it. Oh, wait, is it, is it mid? I know mid. kids say mid now. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes, it's been but a very mid, mid like, month and a week for yeah. Brendan. Mid. That's a fair way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. not bad, Mike. What I'm impressed by you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Did you that pick it, that up on social media? That's too? it. That's what it is. I'm you know, looking on Instagram more, scrolling the feed, learning yeah. some of them new on the cool, top. newfangled <laughs> words. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, like, I don't have any insight and, like, I'm playing these players, but I just want to, like, sorry, Stefan, I want to wish. Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams to look at themselves on Sunday. Mm. That's all. Yes, please. I'm nervous. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Need that real bad? You want to do yeah. stuff? I just, I want them to play like they normally do. How? Mm. Let me well, ask- Devontae Adams, to be fair, is not totally in his control. I know. I'm. I'm just. I still want it to happen. Okay. Okay. That's just all. Just out there. Like like CD Lamb last night. Like so many bubble screens. Just yes. Get yeah. 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 Catches. Just get him. Uh, there was a time where he had like EC Lamb had like six catches for 33 yards last night. Uh, yeah, I was like, I don't get, care. That yeah. works. That's yeah. a catch. That's a catch. You, you want to be catch. like you know like Rashad White? That's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah no. I'm. I'm. I mean. I'm serious. Like you know, you're playing Devontae and you're playing Josh Jacobs, but mm-hmm. like just please, like please, 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 please let them be. I don't need 30 points from Josh Jacobs this weekend. I'm not expecting it. But, like, if I get 18 from Josh Jacobs, mm-hmm. I would do a backflip, which would probably be wow. bad. you heard it here no, first, No, I can't. Kids. I can't. I can't. <laughs> okay, wow. Okay. Um, right, and Devontae, like, just 12 targets. That doesn't seem like too much to ask, is it? <laughs> no. 12. I think as long as they do that. If that happens, though, real real talk, like, it's going to be tough for me to figure out if I'm starting Darren Waller as the third part of this offense because I know that Devontae mm-hmm. Adams and Josh Jacobs are the guy, but Devontae, or Darren Waller is still a Counterpoint. guy. Counterpoint. Okay. 
it's tough for me to figure out whether to start Darren Waller, even if Devontae Adams has zero targets on Sunday. I don't That's know what fair. to do, right? Like, That's fair. Still not a full-time player. It's a backup quarterback. He hasn't had a massive, massive target share since he has returned. Eight targets. Eight targets in two games. You're playing against the Niners, really good against tight ends. I mean, we all have him outside our top it. 12 yeah, at the tight yeah. end position yeah. for that reason. I wouldn't want to start him. I wouldn't yeah. feel great about it. He's run a route on just 55% of the dropbacks in the two games back. So and that may so not change. It may not. And he's probably, I'm sure this is part of it, is being mindful of a hamstring injury that mm-hmm. cost him nearly two months. You so just, outside of that, would you start any tight end for a a basically first-time starting quarterback <laughs> against the San Francisco 49ers. Travis Kelsey here. and George Kittle would make me think about it. That's for sure. That's mm-hmm. Well, yeah. that's about it right now for Except me. Except for George couldn't really play against himself. So <laughs> that's true. That's true. He couldn't. All right, let's talk. Jets at Seahawks as our next matchup here. Lineup blocks for this one include Garrett Wilson. I love to see Garrett Wilson in the lineup blocks. Kenneth Walker, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. The reason why Garrett Wilson is a lineup block for me is because Stefania... Is it true that we're going to have Mike White back under it, center? It is indeed. It appears that way. Full practice has been cleared to return. Expect Mike White to be under center. The fighting Mike Whites. The fighting Mike Whites. <laughs> that should elevate the entirety of Absolutely. this Jets offense sure across the board. Yep. Yeah, definitely does. Uh, and that's why we're, we're, we feel good about Wilson as a lineup block with White in there. Yep. Um, probably feel less good about Corey Davis just because that was Zach Wilson's guy. It yeah, always seems yeah. like he was their number one when Wilson was in there. Um, I mean, Wilson's the only guy I feel great starting. I'm not, you know, I'm not starting nope. the other receive, two receivers, especially against Seattle. They haven't allowed much to, uh, actually, I wrote about this somewhere. Four, uh, fourth fewest fantasy points to receivers, third fewest to the perimeter, fourth fewest wide receiver targets, the fifth lowest yards per target. So you're not getting receiver volume yeah. or efficiency against Seattle, which is incredible because we spent a month yeah. er- early this year picking on them because they were struggling early on. Why? Because they had two day three rookies. And Michael Jackson, yep. <laughs> who was an undrafted free agent a couple of years ago, journeyman. That's their corners. And they're one of the best teams against receivers this That's season. Crazy. It's, it's unbelievable. So where can people read that if they want to be able to read that? Uh, the Shadow there? Report at ESPN Plus. ESPN Plus. Where Check do you post links to the Shadow Report? Yeah. On Twitter. Uh, on Twitter. I, and yeah. if, uh, I guess Instagram, Instagram might play yeah. NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Link in bio, right? Yeah. Yeah. Link in bio. That's it. Cool kid, Mike. I love it. I'm learning the ropes. That's right. Did I... We think Tyler Lockett's playing. Do we? So this is really interesting. Um, I mean, Pete Carroll could not be more effusive about the surgeon who operated on Tyler Lockett because he's talking about what they've is seen. It like That's Dr. not like Pete Pedro Carroll, Carroll or something. But it's got to be. You know, look, we all know when you're when you go and have your hand surgery in L.A. and you stay in L.A. for rehab, it's Dr. Steve Shin who has operated on Drew Brees, Brees yeah. and Russell Wilson and all yeah. they, these guys get hand injuries. That he's one of the the top in the country, certainly, and one of the ones they go to. And, um, you know, what as, as he has described when I've heard him speak about these type of injuries, when you get the hardware in there, once that stabilizes a fracture, you can get moving right away as fast as the player can tolerate it and as hard as the player is willing to work. So there's no question about Tyler Lockett's work ethic and that's part of the reason that he stayed down in L.A. a few extra days. And then this week, he had told Pete Carroll, I've – I, he believed that he would be back in week 17, that he was going to give it a shot. Well, yesterday he returned to practice, and it sounds like he's catching passes and he's doing things that are making them think he could be out there. And Pete Carroll basically said he's blown away by it, hasn't committed to him playing yet. 
but everything is pointing in the direction of him returning. Wow. As a fellow uh, broken hand survivor, I am impressed by Tyler. <laughs> you know, know all the body parts. So do you yes. know where your second metacarpal is? I do, yeah. So these are the metacarpi. Metacarp Metacarpals. Metacarp. So yeah, we've got one, two right here. Yeah, the two is here. One, two right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Index well, yeah. finger, because one is but yeah, see, thumb. there's a spiral fracture. Nice try. You see the, yeah. you know, see the scar tissue. Yeah. Uh, that's oh, right. yeah, that's yeah, right. You can see it. Oh, wow, look at that. No, totally. There, I know it's like. How do you even go through life with that? Well, you know, um, not all heroes wear capes. That's it. <laughs> That's, so, yeah. Um, um, all right. So can I ask a question then? If, no. If the, hmm, all right, go ahead. Okay. If no, there was at least a thought that Tyler Lockett was going to be back, that would jump Geno Smith up a little bit for me. I feel like Geno has struggled without Tyler Lockett being able to be a part of his wide receiving core. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's that as much as the matchups he's had to deal with as of late. I mean, we did expect better last week and he did yeah. fall short. He hasn't done that a lot this season, but uh you know, this is tough. I really mean, tough matchup. Uh, really tough. Uh, 13 touchdowns through the air against the Jets this season. Well, it seems week bad. 17. That's, yeah. yeah, they've been really good. It is at, it is at home. We know Geno's been a QB1 this season, but this is a really tough matchup here. Uh, don't feel great about it unless you're buying the revenge game narrative. Going yeah, what up are the analytics on revenge games? Do they cancel uh, out the other stuff? They are not a factor. In the <laughs> they don't. They don't also, do the I'm not, okay. If you're to break right. a tie with it, go for it. But right. uh, worry about it. And by the way, also, I'll just pin this on because it kind of applies here as well. Tyler Lockett, too, coming back. And facing, you know, 60% of the time he's outside. It's going to be Sauce Gardner right. and DJ Reed. Same thing for DK Metcalf, about 80, 85% of the time. I wonder if they really would go, I wonder if they would ever shadow. I know, have they shadowed much at all this season? I think season? they shadowed one game this season. Yeah, this, I think we this, talked about the this Jets, might I think fit it was. The bill, or the Bills, I mean. For one, only because body profile wise, Sauce Gardner, big long corner, yep. DJ Reed, smaller corner, former Seahawks, another revenge game there as well. Um, could be more right. like he trails Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf gets the Sauce Gardner treatment. That could be Which, fun. By the way, like what a great matchup this is. Yeah. yeah. Great yeah. matchup. And we've talked about big this game. in recent matchups for the Jets, uh, where like they've uh, the opposing teams had multiple good wide receivers, but one of them played from the slot a lot. As Mike just said, like Seattle's guys put in the perimeter, right? Like their slot presence is either wide receivers. We don't talk about that much in fantasy, or the occasional flexed out tight end. This should be the popcorn matchup of the weekend. Yep. All right, let's move ahead. Couple games left. We got Vikings at Packers next. Lineup blocks. There's a lot of them here. Include Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, T.J. Hawkinson, and Aaron Jones. But mm -hmm. Stefania, we got a couple of Packers injuries that we need to make sure we have all the information on. What's the latest? Yeah, Aaron Jones is one of them, and I feel like he's been on the injury report pretty consistently, and we've never really paid attention to it because he plays. He just <laughs> he plays, but he hasn't been as dominant yeah. as he has been in the past. And I think part of the reason for that is he has been banged up. He's actually a couple games, a couple weeks ago, uh, he left briefly because he aggravated the shin injury that he had and he ends up coming back. But, you know, he's not running as much. He's not running the same. So I, I do think that they're affecting him as both his knee and his ankle that are bothering him limited in practice. I suspect he'll play. I don't see any indication that he won't, but I do think this is a real thing that's affecting him. And then Christian Watson, um, it's funny because he talked about this game wanting to come back and right the wrong where he had that huge drop opening on that play of the season yeah, that, and that was the first look that everybody got at him after he'd been injured from OTAs and come back and the 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 look on Aaron Rodgers' face when that drop oh, happened man. and the, mm -hmm. the feeling that everyone felt I mean it, it took him a long time to get the trust back so he would really like to do that in this game Here's the problem. He has a hip injury. He's not practicing. And when asked about it, he's like, yeah, yeah, I need to, you know, if that can come along and I can get healthy enough, I don't know that he's going to be ready to go by mm. this weekend. 
Uh, worth noting, not that Stefania doesn't know this, but in case you see it on the injury report today, Aaron Rodgers could be listed as questionable going into oh, the yeah. game. He missed practice Wednesday with a knee injury. If you saw the play, the he yeah. had a defender like fall right. He he was going down. He was getting sacked, and he and then I don't know who it was, but they fell big body right on top, and he got up and he kind of limped back to the huddle. So uh, that is the knee issue okay. that he so came out of the, the game cue, with. Yeah, but, but I think um, you know. Aaron Rodgers, as you know, been playing played with a broken bone in his hand. Also, um, if (laughs) you have made it this far with Aaron Rodgers, and I was trying to think, like, what's like the minimum threshold of a quarterback that you've been playing for most of the season, if not all of the season, you could still reasonably make the championship with? I think Rodgers might be like right there on the border. Has Tom Brady? I think Brady has actually outscored Rodgers, so he's a little bit above him. I I think Rodgers is like right there, but like no one's in the championship if they've been playing like. I don't know, whatever. Like name Russell someone. Wilson. <laughs> yeah, yes. Russell Wilson. Uh, I mean, or that's like, a while yeah. ago. You know, like no. whatever. Uh, like, there's probably some guys that you're just like, hold on. Like, Matthew Stafford didn't no one made the, the, the year, No one made the finals probably with like Derek Carr as their quarterback yeah. Yeah. or like, you know, guys of that nature, right? But Rodgers is probably right there on that threshold. And I think that Rodgers could be due for his best game of the season because the Vikings' pass defense is the gift that keeps on giving. And the numbers mention, are just like out of control. It's like astronomical. High. I mean, yeah. this is where Aaron yeah. Rodgers wanted to be, right? Them still a chance. Yep. To so a huge week could be coming here for Aaron Rodgers. And do we really like? I don't think too many people have this decision, but factoring in the injury, if you guys were given the choice to choose to start Aaron Jones or AJ Dillon. Who are you taking That's this week? Tough right now. I'm taking a. I mean, if if Aaron Jones is active and yeah, he's assuming not, he's active and all that, and we don't get any reports saying like yeah, he's going to exactly. be a 20 that, play snap count. Yeah, if that's the situation, it's Jones. I mean, he's clearly been ahead all season long. Dylan has spiked a little bit as of late because Dylan has been limited and yeah. has missed time. That's the only reason why he scored in four straight at a. But he had played 57 percent of the snaps last week. That was way higher than. It's where he's telling you though. That's where Aaron Jones is. That's mm, that'd yeah. be my concern. Is it's not like if it was uh, sporadic or spaced mm. out. But the reason it's been that way is because Aaron Jones hasn't been running like himself. Mm-hmm. So do you all of a sudden think that he's better? I mean, I, I'll be interested mm-hmm. when we get to Sunday after today's practice and we have a little bit more vibe yeah. from the team and the people around it, then Good maybe vibes. I'd feel more comfortable making that decision. Yeah. But right Tricky now, one. I would say they're leaning on Dylan because Aaron Jones isn't himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Well, they should be able to just lean on passing the ball a ton, like Field said, Mike, if Christian Watson doesn't go. Are you looking at Alan Lazard, Romeo Dobbs? Yeah. Good matchup for any of these guys? Definitely. We would expect it to be, it would be, uh, Lazard Sorry. would be my primary play from this group, and then Dobbs would be second in line, and then if you're really desperate in a deep league, Randall Cobb, right? So that would be your core three there. Uh, last week, Lazard had a good game. First one in a while, so that's good. And of course, to your point, Fields, great matchup right here. Most fantasy points to receivers, most catches, and most yards to that position this season uh, for Minnesota. I mean, even last week, you think about Daniel Jones, right? He's kind of hung in the QB1 conversation because of his legs. Last week, he was just throwing it around like yeah. easily last week. Uh, they yep. Three awesome. receivers have good, what, 13 plus fantasy points for all three Giants yards. receivers? Yeah. He was he was chucking it around. So um, I would expect the same from Rodgers, and it benefits these receivers. Hopefully, Watson can somehow make it in there. He had eight targets on 25 snaps last week. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, crazy. I mean, yeah, he's been awesome. He's going to be he's a, a really valuable player for them next year. No doubt. No doubt about it. This really fits that narrative, though, as much as I don't, I'm not thrilled about this field, Jates. When you look at Aaron Rodgers, these next two games are winner go home for the Packers to make the playoffs, and they play the Minnesota Vikings <laughs> and the Detroit Lions 
both of whom can be thrown on like nobody's business. So Aaron Rodgers has two nice matchups here back to back. If you play both into week played 18. at Lambeau as well. Yeah, yeah even worse for that. What was bad. it? Uh, three weeks ago, we were talking about like, oh, Jordan loves taking over to finish yeah. the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. That's gone. Yeah. Well, that remember, I mean, even, the weather, even yeah, Aaron Rodgers said like that he would understand, totally. you know, if they were yeah, out yeah, of yeah. it. But it's like he did everything uh, in his power to make sure that they were he not going to be It's is, really fascinating. It's amazing how weather looks like it's going to be such a non-factor this week. I just checked after Green last Bay. Week. Yeah, yeah, after last week. <laughs> know, we're, we're a like, week further into winter, and it's supposed to be 37 on Sunday in Green Bay. That's yeah. like summer weather for yeah. me. The high is 57 up here today. It's supposed yeah. to be I mean, 70 next week here. Uh, is it Wednesday. Awesome. In the middle of the night, it's 70 degrees. I'm That's going to the incredible. beach. All right, yeah. yeah. I'm going to Mike's pool. Let's go. I'm, I'm yeah. open it up. I'll open yeah. it up when I get home today. Don't we'll even need the heater. Do you only invite degrees. Instagram followers? That's right. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's why you're on there now. You're on the list now. I added you to the list. I wondered why I wasn't getting those yeah. invites would, this summer. I would love to see your daughter standing at the door of the gate with like a little <laughs> checklist. <laughs> being like, oh, no, Stefania. Oh, yep, Stefania's on here. Okay, yeah. good to go. She's on there now. All right. Next one up. Next game, we've got a couple The Battle of LA. Rams at Chargers line blocks for this one include am i reading this right yeah you are cam you are. acres uh, yeah pain. <laughs> i don't on this list it's been awesome i don't want to talk about austin eckler mike, mike williams and keenan allen i love it i mean in all honesty we got to start stefania other than any injuries any injuries we need we to talk about um, yeah. just wa- watch austin eckler you know mm-hmm. limited in practice both days but i think uh we're pretty good at reading tea leaves with eckler and and he's so fantasy friendly yes, he he's is. very very good about it but um and, and still staying within the parameters of what he needs to do for his team. But I, I have not gotten the impression that there's anything that's going to yep. keep him away. This is not changing how I'm ranking him, but I would not be stunned if he saw like 15 to 20% less work on mm-hmm. Sunday because they have on they occasion have, relied on mm-hmm. backup running backs, whether it was Josh Kelly. I mean, early in the year, Larry Roundtree got some burn. Sony Michelle got some burn. Like Isaiah Spiller could play some. Like they'll have a few other opportunities for those running backs for guys not named Austin Eckler on Sunday. I still have him way up on my board, but I'm anticipating that given the ankle injury, injury, and given the fact that the Chargers probably are going to be at worst the sixth seed, they could get to the five seed. It would take them winning and probably the Ravens losing the next couple of games, which is possible given the fact that Lamar Jackson is still such a question mark. Yeah. Uh, let's start here with, do we want to, do you want to talk about Cam Akers? Yeah, just, uh, you, just give mean, us props, I, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, RB 67 through week 12, spent a month away from the team. We thought it was over with, right? I mean, that could have been his career right, right. there. Yes. RB four yeah. in his last four games. Yeah. He has been terrific. A hundred yards plus or a touchdown in four straight games. And last week had what we kind of hoped for when we were drafting him early in the fourth round in the off season, 25 touches, 147 yards and three touchdowns. He could have been a league winner if he was their lead back all totally. season. We don't know fully what went on there behind yeah. closed doors, but obviously it wasn't great. But now this is the guy we hope for this a second round pick a couple years ago. And one last thing playing the chargers 5.5 yards per great carry matchup. awful great yeah. matchup. I mean, it's a great match. But also for He's everybody who was prepared to say that it was the Achilles and he was done and he couldn't come back. And this is that. clearly that's not it either. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say you factor in all of these things we're discussing right now. He's been getting absurd volume of late, yes. but two months ago, if you got absurd volume for the Rams, it was like 18 carries for 37 yards with mm-hmm. no touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Now you're turning 18 carries into potentially 75 yards and mm-hmm. maybe a touchdown, maybe even two with the way he has been playing of late. The eye test is so much better on Cam Akers. Oh, he man. looks oh, like the guy yeah. that a couple of years ago went in the second round. Everybody was like, oh, yeah, that guy can be an absolute beast for mm-hmm. the Rams going forward. The offensive line's playing a lot better, yeah. even despite 
all the turnover they've had there. They've started like 14 different offensive line combinations in 15 games, and it doesn't mean anything. They don't have their own pick. They're not going to make the playoffs, but I think it's appropriate on occasion to give these teams some serious praise. They could have easily they could have faded said, you know, completely and Done. thrown in the towel. All of our veterans yep. are gone. Mm-hmm. No Aaron Donald, no Cooper Cup, no Matthew Stafford, no Allen Robinson. All these guys are making millions and millions and millions of dollars. This team is playing its tail off right now, and I think that has contributed to Cam Akers, and maybe more important. I mean, I suppose he could help you win a championship this week, but maybe just as important, going into next year, I expect to have high hopes for Cam Akers. Again, two months ago, I would have said, eh, I don't know, man, it's going to be Kyron Williams. They're going to address the spot. Who knows? Now, I think Cam Akers is a real part of their offensive future going forward. Gosh, it's so crazy just the way that that's changed so quickly. And I don't want to say that he's a league winner, but if he's somebody Maybe, that he grabbed oh, off of waivers. I was just going to say, Could that's be. what I've seen that on social too. People are like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm still alive. You, you might think, okay, you took Akers early. You're done. Like, you know, make the playoffs. Yeah. But people are like, no, he was on waivers. I, I picked him, him up. Yeah, he's sitting really? on my bench, and yes. now he's a starter for me, yep. and he's carrying me to the, a championship, which is awesome. What about Tyler Higby? Can you trust Tyler Higby after what he did last week, mm-hmm. Mike Clay? I'll tell you why. Yes, the answer is yes, and the reason is Baker Mayfield likes throwing to him. Right? Yeah, he, he does. A, his first touchdown of the season was two weeks ago with Mayfield, and then this past week, obviously, he was very busy. Ten targets, nine catches, 94 yards, and two, two touchdowns, touchdowns. Yeah. and he only ran 22 routes in that blowout win, so... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I have him 12, so I guess he's, he's, I wouldn't call him a lineup lock, but is he a serviceable tight end one in that conversation we talk about every week? Yep. That long list of guys you could plug in there? Absolutely. And yeah, potentially no uh, Derwin James, who's in the concussion protocol yeah, right now. He is practicing, though, yeah. but yeah, we'll see whether he plays. We'll yep. On the other side of that, really quickly, we've got Justin Herbert, who's been really mm. difficult to be able to figure out because I don't know I don't how know you to don't do. start him because do. he's got such a great set of skill position players around him field, but he's been very disappointing if you have used him. Yeah, he has been. Like This is a player who I would say I don't know how many teams are playing for a championship right now with Justin Herbert, but this morning Chapin was asking me like how to go last night with Dak, and I was, hey, you know, four team, whatever points, like not enough to lose me, but probably not enough to win me the championship on Thursday Night Football. And she was like, oh, I'm playing him in the championship. Uh, my opponent has Dak. And I was like, okay, so this kind of worked out for both of us, right? Like average, like, who do you have? She's like, Justin Herbert. And I was like, you have Justin Herbert and you're in the championship as <laughs> number one seed with a first round bye? And she was like, yeah. I was like, are we switching jobs? <laughs> uh, also, yes. The team's stacked. Yeah. <laughs> no, she does have a great team. Um, she's learned. She's, and I, I, there's a rule. I'm not allowed to touch the team. It's, it's part of the, the parameters here. But right. um Here's the only reason why I will. So I have, I have Herbert as quarterback eight. The Rams defense has been playing more spirited football of late, but still has a lot of key injuries. Probably won't see Aaron Donald again on Sunday. That doesn't hurt Justin Herbert's outlook. And I will say this while the touchdowns haven't been there, yeah. Mike talked about, talked about the volume the other day. I'll spin it somewhere else. He's been playing great football. Of course. Yeah. Like he's been playing objectively really, really solid football. This is not like some of these guys. You know, like Mac Jones just doesn't throw touchdowns, right? They just don't score touchdowns. Like they score touchdowns in Los Angeles. So you are getting good play from Justin Herbert. He has been unlucky in the touchdown department. That's why I have him scored back eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I'm at ten. We're, we're close. He's Still a he's a back end QB one. It's uh, yeah. yeah. It's a, but keep in mind too. The last two he said two duds in a row. Before that, he had four straight top twelves. Right. Yeah. So it's not like it's been non-existent. He's yeah. been hanging yeah. in this range. If there's a least. Jared Goff available. I could see that. Yeah, being yeah, yeah, a, yeah. A reasonable streaming option. Like a Goff or Cousins, but yeah. otherwise you're starting. Him. It's yep. just crazy to think that here we are in week seventeen, and there's a fully healthy Chargers team with 
Justin Herbert under center and we're ranking him where we're ranking him because of how this offense is played. On the other hand, Daniel, it's crazy to think that we're in week 17 and Josh Dobbs and Jared said we're making their first career starts. Mm-hmm. Football is a weird game. Weird huh? game. <laughs> weird game we play. Very weird game. All right, let's talk about this next one. We have Sunday night football lineup locks for this one include Najee Harris, Pat Fryermuth, and Mark Andrews. Do you want to ask this, me about this, Lamar Jackson? Yeah. Because I think Stefania is so sick of no, giving me the same say, answer. This, this programming looked like a good idea at the time. It, but looked at you know, it looked like last week. Yeah, I, I still I know. Good. Yeah. It, because they thought, well, maybe we're going to get Lamar oh, back. Gotcha. You know, I think they thought that. And, uh, mm-hmm. No. That's uh, not he, happening. He's not practicing. He's yeah. not. And, 11, and we had Adam on days. yesterday talking, you know, and, and and Adam said he with Lamar not speaking yet, he wouldn't want to put words in his mouth that had anything to do with his contract situation, et cetera, protecting himself. But I would just remind people that PCL injuries are tough. And I, you know, when, when Adam was saying yesterday, the team really believed he could be back in one to two weeks. I'm like, that's a really uh, aggressive estimate because- Look at um, we we don't have a lot of quarterbacks who have this injury that we have known about. But Zach Wilson did yep. a year ago and missed four games. But when we've seen other skill position players, anybody who runs, and we know Lamar Jackson is a running mobile quarterback. Whether he's running as a running back or just needing to be mobile and nimble like he is and be quick, he's got a lot of quickness about him. PCL injury is a problem, and we've seen it with um, with with other players, including Zeke last year. We we know how tough it was for him to come back. We've seen um, Dalton Schultz when he tried to come back from it this year and struggled initially when he was playing, yep. and then had to step away again. It's not an easy injury, so we don't know all the variables that are factoring into this, but it could be as simple as. It's a tough injury, and for him to be able to play and be effective and safe, he can't right now. Mm-hmm. Is Mark Andrews – so Mark Andrews is still a lineup lock, even yeah. if Tyler Huntley is under center then. What do you Because I think I, that's I, the yeah. question that I know everyone mm-hmm. in fantasy history is asking if they are playing him right now. Yeah, it's tough to mention. I mean, we we dropped him, and he's still fifth just because of the state of the position. He's still their number one receiver. I know he's frustrated. We're all frustrated, but – He's still the core uh, target in that offensive target share. Still been strong, even if there's low volume. I don't know how you find your way. To, like who are you putting in? Like someone do me Tyler a favor. Conklin? Let's do like this. I, yeah, I, someone do me a favor. If you are thinking about benching Mark Andrews this week, send me a tweet at Field Yates or post on at Mike Clay NFL on Instagram. <laughs> Comment there. Who are you considering benching Mark Andrews for? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, if, listen, if you picked up Evan Ingram off the waiver wire, yeah, like, well, that's a, yeah. yeah, of course it's no problem. But if it's like, yeah, I'm benching Mark Ingram to play as Mike said, Mark Tyler Andrews Conklin or Noah yeah. Fant. Oh, who did I say? Mark, Mark Ingram. Ingram. Okay, Mark Ingram, who <laughs> is years ago. Yeah. 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 Um, Mark Ingram, who's going to be on the radio broadcast for the oh. uh, Sugar Bowl on Monday oh, uh, for that. Alabama, a burgeoning media career. But if you are benching Mark Andrews for somebody, let us know because. I'm not saying it's totally inconceivable. I just think it's highly unlikely that that player is any more of a guarantee than Mark Andrews would be. I agree. I would say this, and this is just the emotional side of it, but like you could look at the Cole Komets of the world and be like, boy, do I start Cole Komet against the Lions or Mark Andrews this week? And if you've, you know, I think Cole Komet is someone you could have grabbed off waivers. It's just so difficult because I know he's one of those guys. It's, it's, Mark Andrews is so unbelievably good. No one's questioning the talent. It's just he's been disappointed mm-hmm. from a fantasy perspective. I think if you go with Komet over Andrews, that's fine. I can't really follow you, especially against Detroit. It's a great match. It'd be crushing. It's the best game of the season against him uh, last time they played. But uh, to yeah, Fields' point, he's just as likely to have a dud as Mark Andrews. As Mark is, Andrews, right? Sure. I mean, it's very, very 
Very much. It's, Absolutely. It's uh, disappointing, but Andrew's still a really good player and still seeing a big target here. As far as the Steelers go, when we look at all of these players, I've got Deontay Johnson in my boy. If you need to start him as a flex play, you can, but I don't really want to territory. That's yeah. where He's, I have him. Is he going to get a touchdown? Is Probably it going to happen? I, mean, I don't think so. You don't think? No, <laughs> not it's, it's, anymore. No, it's but, not going to happen. I thought you were, I we thought you were manifesting these We days. manifested yeah. Alvin Kamara last week. We I, I picked the score of this game to be 20 to 17. The touchdown scores are going to be Zach Gentry and like Patrick Queen. That's going to score the touchdowns, <laughs> right? Like it's going to be a defensive touchdown for the Ravens. Zach Gentry, the backup Patrick tight Card end. still on the offense. Patrick Card, Project Pat. Of course he's still on yeah, the, he, the Ravens. He, yeah. So, I mean, this game just, it just screams, grind it out. Yeah. Probably going to come down to the kicker. So the Ravens will probably win. Yeah. Also yeah. because the Ravens yeah. are like the, t- the Titans now. They just find ways to win ugly. Yeah. It has been not been a, a juggernaut schedule by any stretch for Baltimore, but you can only play the teams on the schedule. Um, this one just feels like 20 to 17 at best. It, yeah. Um, yeah. I was just going to say, if you want a, an excuse to break a tie and use Johnson, Despite no touchdowns, the last three weeks, he's wide receiver 17, right? So yeah. he's got a lot of volume, seven or more targets in five straight. So that helps your cause. But again, we have him borderline top 30, so he's fine. And uh, Charlie Kolar, by the way, he's soaring a touchdown. Well, yeah. Charlie Kolar, I loved him at Iowa Let's, State. He was a good player. Any chance that you're trusting J.K. Dobbins here, Mike? Yeah, in his three games back, he's looked pretty good and efficient. And, you know, to Field's point, if this is a ground-and-pound mm-hmm. type of a game, it might fit that type of game script. Yeah, those first two games back, 120-plus yards in both, we felt like, okay, there's no target volume, but he's running it so well, we could sort of justify plugging him in there. But then 59 yards last week, and he kind of lost the job in the second half. Gus Edwards was playing better. They went with Gus, and, and he did fine down the stretch. 41 carries run, and two right? targets yeah. in three games back. It severely limits his upside, so... I wouldn't. I don't want to. Not against Pittsburgh either. Like not if you can help it. Uh, yep. Flex if you're in a tough spot, but I'd rather not. Yep. All right. Our Monday night football preview is brought to you by Geico. Switch to Geico. See all the ways that you could save. We're talking Bills at Bengals. Lineup locks for this include. Oh yeah. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Joe Burrow, Joe mm. Mixon, Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins. Six what players a game. right there. I am pumped about this one. Yeah. Wait, what this a- is the best game on the slate? So how about like this is so great because if you play in a 17 week season and don't play into week 18, the deciding game of your mm-hmm. fantasy championship Could well be is going to be football. like yeah. with all due respect to some of the other games, like there probably were people that had players in last night's game. They're going to determine their fantasy championship and they're like, you know what? I'll just wake up and see how CD Lamb did for me, right? Because are you really slogging through last night's game? Monday night football, whether you're in the championship, whether you don't play fantasy football at all, which would be weird if you listen to this podcast still, but whether you're in the, the consolation bracket, whatever. It's a great must-watch game on Monday night. No doubt. I think the reason why we have people that don't play fantasy but still listen to the podcast is because of the Variety article. I think they just saw that and they came over and they were just... Oh, okay. Well, welcome here. Welcome aboard. Um, We are going to pivot into uh, critical television acclaimed shows or critically acclaimed shows from television. Uh, That's going to be part of our off-season budget and um, wine. 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 Yes. That's it. I can do both of those things. I want to figure out, Stefania, we talked about going to be an awesome game just across the board a ton of lineup blocks like we said you had mentioned Hayden Hurst earlier on in the mm-hmm. week is he somebody that we expect to be able to see out there for the Bengals? I, I think that it's likely that he plays I yeah. mean he has been practicing he's been uh you know apparently looking pretty good according to Zach Taylor and this is a calf injury that's obviously cost him some time and I think Hayden Hurst will be out there okay 
So when I look at this, when I see this, obviously Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs are starting for the Bills. Yep. Mm-hmm. What is it that I'm doing with the running backs? Because right now I don't feel confident in starting either one of them because of the split that they are both mm-hmm. under. I think you have two options. You could either leave them on your bench okay. for week 17, or you could drop them and hope your teammate or your the person the you're playing picks, picks them up, up and starts them because yeah. that's the situation you want to be. I mean, look, Tough could this game up. be? Yeah, could this game be forty two thirty nine like a shootout? Absolutely. Yeah. But you, you know, anytime it's uh, two high powered offenses like this, and if that happens, obviously there's going to be some value here. So these guys will score some touchdowns. But I don't feel great about it. I know uh, Devin Singletary's coming off a big game, but keep in mind that was his best fantasy performance since week three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Since week three, he barely had a snap edge over uh, over James Cook. 15 to 13 in opportunities, carries plus targets, so barely ahead of him. And if this is a game where the Bills are actually behind, possibility against the Bengals, Neem Hines will be on the field catching some mm-hmm. passes as well. He has been involved. Uh, I just, I, I think you probably have two better running back options this Agreed. week over any of these guys. By the way, the last time that we had a game built up like this, it happened to involve the Buffalo Bills earlier this season against the Chiefs, and we are forecasting 42-39. It was 24-20. It was much more of a grinded-out game. So all the fantasy points we thought would be available weren't necessarily available. So I have Singletary as RB38, James Cook as RB42. I would avoid, if possible, I think both of them would have to find the end zone to pay mm-hmm. off. Agreed. I think the only other conversations that we have here with the rest of the Bills pass catchers, if you've been rostering... Yeah, do we just do this one last time for, like, you know, for, for, for giggles, right? Like, we've been doing it the entire uh-huh. season. Gabe Davis, do you play him or do you not? Yep. Yeah. Dawson Knox, do you play him or do you not? They both catch passes from Josh Allen. Do you know Gabe Davis is under six targets per game this season? Ugh. 5.9. Who would have thought? So I mean, being I in that spot, playing every down, he's been healthy all season. They're just, the volume has not been there. We needed two more targets per game for him to have the breakout season that we wanted yep. this year. Here's the reality. Could he score 25 fantasy points? Yeah, he's much more prone than any other Bills receiver not named Stephon Diggs. I'm not expecting a Cole Beasley or an Isaiah McKenzie or somebody else to get 25 fantasy points. What percentage or how likely is that? I think pretty low based off how it's been over the past month and a half. He's gotten to 12 four times. 12 fantasy points yeah, four 12. times. And he like, hasn't done it in six straight games. Yeah, so yeah, I'm saying, like, exactly. is he capable of doing it? Yeah, we saw that game. Mm-hmm. Wait, was it Pittsburgh who they threw the 99-yard touchdown pass to? Like, mm-hmm. we've seen Gabe Davis have big days. But we now have the largest sample size we'll have at any point during the season going into championship week. And... The numbers suggest it's less likely than more likely that he has a monster game. Yeah, he's not boom bust now. He's he's uh, boom Mid. bust bust. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. One out of every three is a boom. I think it's it's tough because if I was a Gabe Davis manager, I would know going into my matchup that I have to wait until Monday night to be able to figure these things out. And with a guy like this who is boom bust bust. I don't want to wait until Monday night knowing I don't have any other options for him. Yeah. Well, I mean, ideally you have a better play than a guy we have in the in the mid thirties if you're in the championship. You know, again, I don't he's a guy you had to reach on to get in drafts because he got super hyped yep. up. That's yeah. probably not uh ideally you do. Ideally, yeah. I'm just saying yeah, you know, too though, I'm, but like yeah. one thing I will say is I'd be surprised if Gabe Davis is anything more than like one of two options for your flex that you're considering this week. Maybe, yeah. Right? He's probably not one of your top two or three wide receivers, most likely. So well, you're you're choosing between him and agonizing over him versus somebody else. I think in most cases, your championship is going to be decided by your stars, right? It's going mm-hmm. to be decided by whether Josh Jacobs gets six points or 16 fantasy points or whether Devontae Adams comes back to where he's been or not, right? Like, 
Or does and, Dawson you know, Knox get 25 yeah. this week? Yeah, he could. He's been red hot. He's a top 10 tight end for us this week. But then again, I'm thinking about one of my best teams a couple weeks ago. Great regular season and then gets crushed by Jarek McKinnon and Zay Jones. So yeah. that's what decided yeah. it. You know? yeah. oh, I know <laughs> what you're saying. I know. I'm just saying on average, though, like, you know, I'm looking, you know, like if you have a team that has Christian McCaffrey and whatever, Joe Mixon and uh, you've got A.J. Brown and you've got, you know, Joe Burrow as your quarterback, like those four could easily each hit 20 fantasy points mm-hmm. this week and you'd be like all right i'm in pretty good spot because of those four stars not because i played gabe davis over richie james and richie james gets you 12.2 and gabe davis only gets you 9.7 yeah Gosh. i would start gabe davis over uh richie, richie james, james. <laughs> right. i'm gonna do that. i'm just you know, I'm, my point is that like you know players that are on that fringe of like i don't know like do i do i want to flex them probably not but can i yes so that's kind of where I was going with it. Yeah, fair enough. I, I do. You know, I, yesterday Adam Schefter was on and he brought up uh, Gabe Davis against Jahan Dotson. Like yeah. that's a yeah, conversation. That is I a mean, real that's one. That's a conversation. You yeah, could totally. go Dotson. Jahan Dotson's yeah. been playing really well yeah. lately. I, I like the recency bias thing too. I mean, yeah. it, you know, when you see somebody who gets more involved, yeah, uh, and that's definitely where Jahan Dotson. We been. also like. We also have a fantasy league, a dynasty league named after Jahan Dotson. Yes, we do. It used to be the Josh Dotson league, and now it's been adopted to the Jahan Dotson league. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Josh Dotson, did he have a C his name? Josh Doxon? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. D O C T S O N. Yeah. So it's the Jahan Dotson. Uh, we don't talk about that league. Gosh. Every time I draft somebody, it's every it's not your rookie. Fault. Yeah. It's your fault. Yeah. It, it's, your it's fault. terrible. And it's not great. Luckily, I've had the worst luck you ever. You can trade your players to me. I want to ask one quick question and then we will, <laughs> we'll move on. We'll tell people where we're going for this offseason, how we're doing the next couple of episodes and everything saying, like yeah. that. So, yeah, uh, but that up again. Gabe Davis, going into this offseason, how is it that you're going to rank him going into next year in your way too early rankings? Because uh, I've been yeah. thinking about this over the last two days. Not great, probably. Yeah. I mean, they might add another receiver, right? I mean, they're, they're not happy with that three spot, and they, they're probably going to go after a slot receiver. They even brought Cole Beasley back because yeah, they're in they kind of a desperate spot there, and he's barely playing. But nonetheless, I could see them make an addition this offseason. So. Bummed. I'm bummed. I had a lot of my brain yeah, there I mean, again is my answer. My brain oh is my like, gosh. I can think about like the top the 10 players still, in my yeah. The Bills are yeah. thinking Super Bowl bound yeah. with the group that they have. So they're. That's you. Oh. <laughs> no, that's you. You're wearing watch. Your watch, watch dude. Watch. My watch. Yeah. Wow, my Mike watch is, is just, talking. he has been, have you noticed yeah. like the past six weeks, Mike just like passes blame to other people. I'm getting Instagram followers. I'm getting, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> flying in now. You should be thanking me then. That's yeah. right. Thank you. I, I opened the floodgates My watch is literally thanking you. Because did you hear what Siri said? I'm not sure I understand where it was like, like all of a sudden, like, you know, like Serena Williams follows you. Why is Serena Williams Follow me on Instagram. I'm not sure I understand. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, All right. Uh, for us, for the rest of this Thursday. season. Yes. Thursday. So we're going to be on Thursdays Thursday. going Thursday. forward every Thursdays. Thursday. We're yeah. not going to be back until Thursday, and then we'll be back the Thursday after that. After that Thursday, we'll be back the Thursday after that. I see how this works. Okay. I see yeah. a trend. And it's yeah. going to keep doing that I thing see. going forward. Yeah. So we'll that's see you next you Thursday. Good luck in week 17 in your championship lineups. If you play in week 18, we will be back next yeah, Thursday next to be able we're to talk do it. about it. We're going to spend the end of the show thanking people, you, the listeners, for all your dedication and loyalty. Everything it has been done. an unreal season. Absolutely. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Don't forget to love each other. Please be kind to yourself. We love you. We can't wait to see you next week on Thursday. It's a Thursday. It's Thursday. Thursday. Good luck here in week 17. Go with the championships. Okay, I got it. No, I'm I'm for my own edification. Oh, okay, got it. Gotcha. I don't even know what that word means. (laughs) I think it's a word for your own education. Edification. Edification. I've never heard the process of educating somebody. It's called a dictionary.
smile that'll melt your heart. She's always there to lend a helping hand. Her fantasy knowledge is just the start. Her skills are highly in demand. She's our Bay Area lady out there hustling for us. Advice that we really trust. Bay Area lady, always there to help. She's not a cone, she's your favorite gal. She's the fun you bear. 